step out these doors. Lord, we will know and understand that there is a revealing of the kingdom of the resurrected Christ that is taken. It's very humble down on the inside of us. God, if there's ever been a time we need the scales taken from our eyes, there's never been a day, Lord, that we need the dullness moved out of our ears. God, you need to cut through this old heaviness, this old grossness, this taking hold of our spiritual heart. God, it's now. Either by things, wounds, yamats, upre. Oh, hallelujah. Let it be so, Master. Let it be so today that your name be honored and praised and glorified that thy will be done. God, I don't care what else, but let thy will be done today. 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 Let this be a time that thy spirit moves, God, everywhere that your people are gathered together today. All over this world, Lord, your true seed gathered together. Reveal yourself. Bring a, bring a moving forward. Bring a step forward. The working of our kingdom. Let the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, that name that there's no other name given under heaven, whereby men might be saved, that name that every power, principality in heaven, in earth, and even in the pits of hell, knows that that name controls, that name has authority, That name has dominion. Let that name be revealed in our very spirit man before we leave this place today. I give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and lift your hands and give the Lord a praise if you would. Come on, reach out to Him today. Man, I feel a working of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm dead. I'm glad or something. I don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. For sitting at the microphone, I'm turn them off. I'm getting something to sound right. Hallelujah. That's, be- that's better right there. Ooh. That's too better. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I, I, I printed those prophecies out and passed them out. That was the first prophecy spoken in this church. It was spoken on Saturday night in that seven-day revival that we had. And God said in that, I guess you just don't like me today. God said in that prophecy for us not to worry about our numbers. But he said, every one of us had been chosen, that he had put in this place, had been chosen by his word, by his spirit, to do a work for him. God has chosen us. God has chosen us to bring us into a place in a working of his spirit. You just stop and think, the God of creation has chosen you to walk in a place 
that nobody else in any generation has ever tasted of. That's a high honor. That's a, I'm talking about Paul. I'm talking about Peter. I'm talking about Moses. I'm talking about Elijah, Elisha, Joshua. I'm talking about all these great men of God. God, God spoke and He said, no other generation. There's never been a generation. Turn the black hand heel on. He said, no other generation has ever been given what God wants to give us. No other generation. No other. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? No other generation has ever walked where the Lord, what the Lord is bringing us into. And I've been preaching for a long time. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I believe it's here. I believe it's here. Hallelujah. I believe it's here. I believe Christmas Day is flat. You know what's going on, but it's flattened out on me again. I believe Christmas Day. Are all the other mics off except this one? Yes, sir. I believe Christmas, we got a speaker cord or something loose then. I believe Christmas Day in my house, when I prayed that prayer of faith for my daughter, and God worked a creative miracle in just seconds, there wasn't no atmosphere of God in the house. We weren't in a service where there was an atmosphere of prayer. Uh, just right there, I'm touching. When we were in an atmosphere of of prayer, of worship, of praising God, God just spoke to me. He said, pray for your daughter. And I kept trying to get everything to fit how I thought it ought to be. I kept wanting everybody's minds to come together. And I told Lisa twice, I said, I feel led to pray for Christian, but I was trying to get things the way I thought they ought to be. And they said, well, look, said, we're going to have to leave and go to Mama's in just a little bit, so we got plans and everything. <coughs> and then right there, the Lord just dropped it in my spirit. He said, pray for her. By that time, she'd come walking in the living room, barefooted. I just set her down in a chair right there in the edge of the living room. Just went to the dining room, got a chair, set her down. And you can see the difference between the heels about probably a good three quarters of an inch to an inch. And then the, the chiropractor told her spine and her neck sits out of alignment. Ain't right. In probably 15 seconds, God worked a creative miracle. Hallelujah. If heels dropped after even. And I said, Kristen, she said, well, how about that? You know why? All the pain left her. She stood up and moved around, told you, no pain. As far as I know, she ain't been in pain since. 
That was the creative miracle. Not in an atmosphere of praise, not in an atmosphere of worship, not where everybody's faith was pulling on God, but because saw the hot right? There's a revealing of the authority and dominion. And what's God been telling us for months now, I'm bringing a revealing, I'm bringing a word of power, a word of authority, a word of dominion. And it's not just for me. This is for this chosen seed, this chosen generation, what God has told us. Quit looking at your numbers. Quit looking at how small the crowd is. Quit looking. And just go ahead. My God, we are chosen. You say you're letting, no, I ain't lifting myself up. I believe in what God said. We're a chosen seed. He said, I have got a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Everybody that is in the nation of Israel Israel, it's not the Israel of God. Y'all hear what I said? Just because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't mean you're chosen to come into the kingdom. Well, this don't make some folks mad. There wasn't one Paul. There wasn't one Peter. The Lord didn't move all over Jerusalem. He moved in that upper room on that chosen 120. He said, the Lord even said it. He said, these are my chosen witnesses. Is that what he said? Look how many people Jesus ministered to. Bible said if everything that he'd done, uh, if it had been written down, the world couldn't contain the books. But yet out of all them people he touched, out of all them people that heard him preach, he, he pulled 120. Chosen witnesses. And when he poured his spirit out on the day of Pentecost, he just didn't pour tongues in them. He just didn't let them feel tongues of fire. He didn't let them see tongues of fire. But he poured out in them my ability, wisdom, knowledge, gifts. He poured out, the Lord told me, he said, you go and read 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul described the gifts, the offices, the administrations, everything that comes forth in 1 Corinthians 12. He said, that's what I poured out on the day of Pentecost, because that was the lay members of the church. He said, that was the government. That was the offices. That was the administration. You know why God done it? Because when the sun went down that day, he said, 3,000. All you want to do is talk and talk. Go ahead. But you've been chosen for more. You've been chosen to be a vessel that the very resurrected living Christ wants to take us above right here. You've been given an honor. You've been given a privilege. You've been given something that nobody else not very many people on the face of this world Earth has this honor system. Not very many people. You say, Brother Matthew, you lifting yourself up? No, I'm believing what God said. God just uh, God began to speak to me, I think, late yesterday. And the Lord told me, He said, My people aren't stepping in to what I'm revealing and what I've already given because they're trying to measure their relationship with me with an outward physical manifestation. He said, because it ain't manifesting itself like it did on the day of Pentecost. He said, my people ain't believing what I'm telling them. 
God has told us time and time and time and time again that I have given you something that goes beyond Pentecost. I've given you a wisdom. I've given you a knowledge. I've given you an understanding of my word and my spirit that goes beyond Pentecost. And because we ain't seeing and feeling that outward physical manifestation, you ain't believing it. I said, Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. I know something in the kingdom of God that's been revealed in here. I know something in the essence and nature of the Christ that's been revealed in here. I, I know it has. I, my God, I, I told my wife and I told Brother Justin, he, he spent a couple of days with him and I told him yesterday, I said, my God, this thing's killing me. I got something on the inside of me. It's like it's screaming to be turned loose. I mean, it's like something inside of me, Sister Deborah, it's just screaming for the very Christ to be revealed. It's just screaming on the side of me. And I've been telling God, I've been telling for a long time, but man, last three days, I said, God, you got to open this door. you got to get this thing out of me. Something's got to move. Something's got to move. You know, I'm going to bust wide open. I feel like I'm fixing to bust. I, if I don't get a place I, for this Christ to work, I, for souls to be saved, for uh, lives to be changed, for deliverance to come, I, I feel, oh my God, I just feel it. It's like, it's like I'm going to just explode if God will open the door for the revealing of the Christ. Because, see, I know that the Holy Ghost that we've received is the Spirit of the resurrected Christ mixed with the humanity of man. Remember when God spoke that to me? I walked out of that office at Saturday night in Fort Payne. Just as I turned to close the door that <coughs> spoke in here, I heard it. Just <coughs> as plain as y'all are hearing me right now, I heard that voice say, The Holy Ghost said, I'm sending back. It's the power of the resurrected Christ mixed <laughs> with the humanity of man. I just opened the door, walked back in the office, closed the door, sat down at the desk. I said, now, how do you preach that? <laughs> I told him, Lord, I said, I don't even know what that means. So what am I supposed to do? I went back out there and told the people what God had told me. Everybody just looked at me. They looked at me, and I looked back at them. They looked at me, and I looked back at them. They looked at me, and I looked back at them. 2013. Five years ago. Won't be long five years ago God spoke that to me. And God's been working in us. Working in us. Working in us. He's been telling us for at least the last year. If not longer. Go back and read that prophecy that I printed out to you after service. That was in September of 2015, first prophecy ever spoken in this church. We've been in this church a little more than two months when God spoke that prophecy. And He told us, and that prophecy laid the foundation for everything He wants to do in us. Every prophecy has built off that prophecy. Everything God has said He was going to do in this church has built off that prophecy. It's like that prophecy right there was a foundation for where God's taking us. Hallelujah. 
And now, I'm telling you, it's not coming. It's here. It's here. And it's time that we learn and discipline ourselves to walk in the Spirit. It's not that we can't. It's that we won't. That's right. Y'all remember the uh, when the Lord woke me up and I told y'all the Lord spoke to me and said my people are bound because they want to be bound. He said we're bound because we want to be bound. It's hard to cut ties with the things in this life. It's hard to cut emotional ties and walk in the spirit. One reason people say I'm so hard, Sister Kathy, is because I won't let emotion govern me. Oh, do When it comes to the things of God, I've got to fight. Y'all think I don't have personal feelings? Y'all think I don't have emotions? You don't think I love people? You don't think I'm concerned about them? But some of the things i got to tell folks, and I've got to tell them straight what the voice in the Spirit of God speaking. Well, I ain't no love Brother Metter. No, Brother Metter tell you the truth because he does love you. Now I got I got people and I can line them up and they'll tell you. Wish I'd listen, Brother Matter. When he spoke to me, I wish I'd listen to him. I got somebody got saved my meeting is really young. Four four different times in their life I spoke to them. And they found out God was real in my life, and the last time I spoke to them about something, they messed their life up. Went through bad situations. Finally got their feet back on the ground with God. And now they heard me talking to somebody about a relationship. They walked up. That person looked at and said, you better listen to that man. If I listened to that man three years ago, I wouldn't be in a mess. I'm in right now. I mean, told them flat out. You know why? I told y'all, I hear what you can't hear. I see what you can't see. And I understand what you can't understand because God has put this in me to be a leader, to be a shepherd, to be a somebody that is after Christ that can lead you in that the relationship where Paul said, You follow me as I follow Christ. You can't do it walking by the Spirit of Man because the Spirit of Man is governed by the works of the flesh. He's governed by the carnal mind. Do I have to weigh things out? You better believe it. I gotta walk things out. I gotta weigh things out. I gotta fight through feelings. I gotta fight through emotions. I gotta fight through what my my personal man desires, I, and it ain't easy. I, but God is telling us we come to the place now I, that it is time to be led I, by the Spirit of God, I, and it is time. Y'all yeah, think Elijah was any different than what we are? According to the Scripture, it says Elijah was a man subject to like passion and felt everything you feel. He had like passion. He had like desires. I was coming down the road this morning and I told my wife, I said, man, God's just reveal something in relationship. I said, we're coming out from this condemnation. Hallelujah. We're coming out from this yoke's been put on us from the ministry some of us come out from under Seriously, listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. 
Where in the Scripture? Does it dictate, relate, or say what kind of relationship Moses had with the Lord? Y'all see anything about Moses' prayer life? Y'all see anything about Elijah's prayer life? Y'all see anything about Elisha's prayer life? Or Joshua's prayer life? But there's one thing about it. When they prayed, God heard them. So they had a relationship with God. But it doesn't say how they prayed, how much they prayed, how much they fasted. But the thing about them was, their mind was continually stayed upon the Lord. And they walked in that realm. And they walked in that place where they knew if they spoke, God was going to hear them. Oh, this ain't going to go over with people that try to put you... You can get put under a bondage of relationship in prayer. Y'all better love y'all's pastor today. I'm bringing you out of bondage today. Hallelujah! My God, I feel the old heart. Woo! My God, hallelujah. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to the first chapter of the book of Joshua. And I'm going to read a few verses here. I'm going to start with verse 5. Boy, y'all better love your pastor today. That's all I can say. Man, I feel this thing cooler. Verse 5 of Joshua 1. There should not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. Why was he going to be with him? He was chosen seed. He was a chosen seed. And God had put a different spirit in him. God had put a heart and a mind in him and trained him for 40 years to keep his mind stayed upon the Lord. Every time something happens, we condemn ourselves because we ain't praying enough. Am I preaching to myself today? It's not whether we prayed enough. You better not take what I'm preaching and use it for a liberty to let your flesh get out of control. It's not whether we've been on our knees praying enough. It's where is our communication and our mind and our spirit in relationship with God. I remember the Lord spoke to me one time. So I was in Fort Payne. I can't remember what year. 
But he said, when somebody becomes a disciple, and this is when the Lord told me, he said, the root word of disciple is discipline. He said, when somebody becomes a disciple, he said, they discipline themselves to follow and practice the teachings of that leader or that religion. Yes. He said, the Muslims discipline themselves to follow the teachings of Mohammed. He said the Buddhists discipline themselves to follow the teaching of Buddha. He said people that say they're Confucius, they discipline themselves to follow the teachings of Confucius. He said my people are the only ones said, that will not discipline themselves to follow the teachings of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said they're the only ones. All other religions discipline themselves. We, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Now, I like that one. <laughs> a, B, C, I like that one. We pick what suits our flesh. Yes, we do. We pick what we want to live by. And we pick what we want to discipline ourselves to. Brother Metter, you know, yeah, I do have to preach this too. Because the kingdom of heaven is here. The time for the Christ to be revealed is here. It's upon us. There is a revealing of the Son of Man. There is a revealing of the ministry of Jesus. You mark my words, this thing is in the streets now. It's in the streets. After how the Lord moved in my wife and led her to that woman that's been in this country 16 years, never heard the name of Jesus Never had nobody talk to her about a true and a living God. And the Lord had spoken to me the week before and I couldn't understand what God was telling me. The Lord spoke to me the week before He led her to this woman. And I kept hearing these words in my spirit. A great and effectual door is opened to the Gentiles. A great and effectual door. And I told God about it half a dozen times. I said, ain't no Gentiles in this country. What are you telling me? What are you getting ready to do? Where are you getting ready to send me? And when she called me and I was on the road and she called me and told me what happened, I started weeping. I said, oh my God, there's your Gentiles. I said, they're in this country by the millions. They've immigrated into this nation. They're in closed societies. They've been held back in closed cultures. They get out work among us, shop among us. But yet they live their lives in closed cultures and in idolatry and closed religion. And we've not gotten to them uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and he said, a great and effectual door uh, is open uh, to the Gentiles uh, right here in this nation. It's where your revival's going to be. <coughs> How many times have y'all heard me say, ain't going to do nothing with people that are churched. Can't do nothing with them. You know Why? No hunger, no desire, no thirst. When you think you got something, you will seek for it. But take somebody that don't know the name of Jesus. My wife spoke to that lady and told that lady, said, Jesus will help you. She said, that lady just stared at her dumbfounded. She said, don't you know who Jesus is? Don't you know Jesus? I'm from Vietnam. I'm Buddhist. 
Nobody's ever talked to you about Jesus. Don't know nothing about it. Can you imagine? 16 years in this nation. And nobody, nobody has talked to that lady about Jesus Christ. And I will guarantee you she lives in a closed community. Only. Oh, they're open to move around. They're open to work. But everybody work with. Same nationality. Yep. You ever rode down the streets of a big city? Right down, right down through Duluth. Yep. Right down through Duluth. See how many different nationalities. You go every couple of blocks. It's like a little city. It's all their culture. You go two or three blocks down the road, it's another. Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Vietnamese, Indian. You hear what I'm saying? And they'll get out, they'll work, they'll mingle, but they don't mail into society like they used to when they come to this country. They live in closed communities. They keep their religion. They keep their cultures. They keep their language. They keep everything in amongst them so as not to lose their identity. But it is a stronghold for Satan because he's kept them bound in idolatry. He's kept them bound in false doctrines. He's kept them bound in false religion. And now it's time for the kingdom of heaven to be declared. It's time for a gospel of power, authority and deliverance and dominion to be declared. And God is going to use us to declare this gospel and bring deliverance to a bound generation. It ain't coming. It's here. It's here. God's been talking to you for two years. He's going to use you. Who, me? Yeah, you. God's been telling us for two years. He's putting something in people in this church. Ask my wife. She tell you she walked out on that porch, had that drink, and people with their hands out and their mouths open. Different nationalities. Different nationalities. What are you saying, Brother Maverick? Oh, God means is somebody to be led by the Spirit. That's all he needs. The Word's here. If the Word ain't here, then I fail to do my job. But I preach the Word to you so much there's times that I had to get on the Word and jump up and down and cram it in you because it's already so full of the Word. You've been conditioned. You've been prepared. You've been made ready. And now there's a working of the Spirit of God that's going to activate uh, this kingdom and this authority in dominion. Uh, and I'm telling you, something's here. Uh, I'm like, uh, mm, mm, oh, hallelujah. If I be a servant of the Lord, I'm telling you, there's a measure uh, of the kingdom of heaven revealed uh, in you today that if you will take God uh, and His word and dare to believe, uh, you will go out of this place today uh, endued with power from on high. Uh, it is inside you and has been imparted. Uh, you have been impregnated uh, with the revealing of this word and now uh, it is time to choose uh, what goes in our spirit, what goes in before our eyes, uh, what enters into our heart uh, and what we entertain uh, because whatever, however you're disciplining yourself uh, it's going to be condemned
finished the life on how God can use you. Don't walk out of this church today in five minutes after you get out. This church, go back to your carnal mind. <coughs> Don't sit here and think what you got to do once you get out of church. Woo. Did I say that out loud? It's a discipline. It's a discipline. And you've got to choose how you discipline yourself to be in that place. God can use you. Let me tell you something. We ain't no different than Moses. We ain't no different than Elijah. We ain't no different than Peter. Paul. We ain't no different than any of them. Matter of fact, a lot of the same revelation that was given these people has been given to us. That's how privileged. The Lord has made us. That Saturday night, the 27th of October, we was gathered at that church in Fort Payne and that spirit moved in there and that prophecy, that word began to flow and how that spirit fell. And y'all listen to that. Y'all go back and listen to that again. You got those prophecies, Sister Kathy? I'm talking about the audio If you ain't got them, give Because we were just sitting around the table talking about the Lord. And man, the Holy Ghost just fell. I'm just... And then God began to talk to us. How many people have you ever heard reveal what God spoke there that night? See, I try to, I, I try to take the book of Joel and break it down. People won't have it. They will not have it. Oh, no, brother, matter. Joel 2.28 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'll pour it out on your sons and on your daughters. They're going to prophesy. That that was the book of Acts. No, it wasn't. <coughs> no, it wasn't. Book of Acts, it already happened. You go back to verse 23. Said for he had given you the former rain moderately. The former rain is what fell at Pentecost. If he spoke it in 23, and he said he had given you the former rain moderately, that means it had already been given. But he said, I will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first months. And then he went down to verse 25 and said, I will restore unto you the years. Well, what's he going to restore? Y'all won't be restored back to the law? No. Y'all won't be restored back to the blood sacrifices? No. Ain't none of y'all going to live by the law. You can't even live by grace. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, did I? Man, it's hard to get folks to live by grace, much less y'all trying to keep the letter of the law. Every time I turn around, they'd be taking somebody out and stoning them somewhere. See, God's trying to tell us. 
But it's going to come to pass in the last days. Saith God that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on your sons and upon your daughters and they shall prophesy. But the spirit they're going to prophesy with is the spirit of Moses, the spirit of Elijah. Did y'all hear me? Y'all didn't hear that, that prophecy? Y'all didn't read that in the notes? The Spirit that He's going to pour out in the last days, not that He poured out on the day of Pentecost, because on the day of Pentecost they didn't prophesy. They did not prophesy on the day of Pentecost. He said, I'm going to put my Spirit in your sons and your daughters. It's going to be the Spirit of Elijah the prophet. It's going to be the Spirit of Moses the prophet. Because the Spirit of Elijah the prophet, the Spirit of Moses the prophet, the Spirit of the two witnesses, Ministered by the anointing of Moses, they ministered by the anointing of Elijah, and they ministered by the Spirit of Christ. And the Lord said, I speak a mystery in the Spirit tonight, and I open unto you a revelation of my. Nobody else has ever seen this. Nobody else has ever brought this out. That's why God is getting us ready, because when you stand in prophesy now, This thing is getting turned loose. This thing is getting turned loose. God said on that night, He said, I turned the Spirit loose in the earth. I turned the Spirit loose in the earth. I turned the Spirit loose. The Spirit of prophecy. And it was in March of, uh, of last year, 2017, right up here in that trailer, the voice of the Lord spoke to me at 3.30 in the morning and said, the Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. It wasn't very long after that till I seen the spirit of Elijah right here on my knees. Leaving right there. I was in prayer on a Monday night. Either that next Monday night or the Monday night after and I went into a vision and I saw like a just a country scene, just a horizon. And then he just split. And I saw Elijah step out. Sudden, without provocation, just suddenly come out of nowhere. Go back and read your Bible in First Kings. I believe it's the seventeenth chapter, and I believe it starts out and says, "And Elijah the Tishbite, Elijah the what? The Tishbite, tracking down, track down a Tishbite, track down the lineage of it, find it." Nothing there. Nothing in the scripture. Nothing in history. Google it. Try to find out something about him. Can't find out nothing about him. Can't find his lineage. Can't find where he come from. It says Elijah the Tishbite. And what did he do? He suddenly stepped on the scene. He looked at Ahab and said, God's had enough of you. And your wife Jezebel and all these witchcraft and all this voodoo and all these seducing spirits. God said, enough of you. When this spirit of Elijah just turned loose like God is turning it loose, God going to step in this generation. He's going to say, I've had enough of you. I've had enough of your evil, your lies, your perversion, your false doctrines, your seducing spirits, your witchcraft. That's where we're at right now. That's 
Man, how in the world is that nowhere in my notes? How in the world did I get off in this? But God is saying, now it's time for every one of you to learn to walk in the Spirit. Every one of us got to condition our minds and our hearts and our spirits what we're exposed to. Because what have you exposed yourself to in your daily life? It's what's going to govern your relationship with God. I've taught you to pray. I've taught you to study the Word. I've taught you to walk with God. You ain't going to turn this thing on me. I've taught people. Now it's up to you. Would you set before your eyes? Would you allow to go in your ears? What you read, what you listen to, what you entertain. It ain't so much what people hear or see, it's what they entertain. Who is quiet in here? I don't know how the Lord got me off on this on one verse of Scripture in the first chapter of Joshua, but He managed to. As it was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. That's what happened. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall they divide for an inheritance the land. Y'all remember when the Lord spoke to us here not too long back and said, you've already crossed Jordan, you're on the other side. It's time to shake some religious spirits loose. Yeah. I was trying to talk to somebody the other day. And I said, anything happening in your life to move you forward? And they said, what? I said, anything working in the Spirit of God to lead you forward to a deeper place of God? No, I'm just kind of holding on. I just shut up. You know why? That's a religious devil. That's a religious devil and people everywhere right now. They claim to believe in God. Claim to believe in the Holy Ghost. Talk about how great God is. How great His Word is. Talk about miracles. Talk about healing. Talk about deliverance. You ask them how they're doing in God. I'm just holding on. Where y'all find that in the Bible? Where y'all find, oh, where, where did I get this stuff? In 46 years, I ain't never been in the place that I'm just holding on. I've been in places I'm waiting for the hand of God to move and reveal things and move in the situation, but I ain't just holding on in my spirit, man, because my spirit, man, is alive, he's powerful. He's walking in faith. He's walking in deliverance. He's walking in healing. He's walking in joy. And there has been a time in my life the power of God and the fire of the Holy Ghost has been present down on the inside of me since the day the Lord baptized me with the Holy Ghost when I was 19 years old. I don't really have any experience with God when I was 8 and one when I was 12 and another when I was 16. But when I fully surrendered to Christ at 19 and He put a, a measure of His Spirit in me, there ain't never been a day that the fire of the Spirit of God has not burned 
and turned and moved down in my soul. And I'm getting back to the place. I don't care who you are, where you are. You get around me and you're around me four or five minutes. I don't care if you're a sinner, saint, the apostle Paul, or the devil himself. You're going to hear about Jesus. Y'all remember when the Lord first touched your life? Yes. Saved you? Yes. Couldn't keep you quiet about Jesus. Right. Now the Lord can't hit you with a cattle prod and get a testimony out of your mouth sideways. We can either say amen or oh me. Something's happened to our relationship and our walk with God. Right. And it should, we shouldn't be this way. Right. We should not be this way. The only way that Anything that's going to happen in people is disciples make disciples. Right. Sheep beget sheep. Right. The shepherd don't have nothing to do with the sheep begetting sheep. Right. Who are y'all quiet on me today? Oh, Come on. I will say this. We need to Start petitioning the Lord to be led by His Spirit. My wife has started petitioning the Lord every day. God, make me a profitable servant. Lead me, guide me, direct me, show me what to do, show me where to go, show me what to say. You watch what I tell you. That door's going to open. And it's already, God's already put a crack in it. Because the time she got through talking to that lady, she had that lady a Bible ordered in her own language, a New Testament. And that lady got it and texted my wife, and you could hear the excitement come over the text, Hallelujah. over the telephone. Hallelujah. And she got that New Testament telling her about a God named Jesus. Amen. You can imagine what's that going to do to that Buddhist religion. And here we sit every day with millions of people bound in idolatry all around us. If they ain't walking in, I, well, I probably shouldn't all say this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. There's nearly a billion people in the world claiming to be Christians. And they're walking under idolatry because they pray to dead folks. Mary ain't going to help you. Paul ain't going to help you. Peter ain't going to help you. Whoever St. Christopher is, he ain't going to help you. These popes ain't going to help you. Because I will tell you this, 90% of them probably in hell. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You say, Brother Matthew, you're cutting it too straight. You're preaching it too hard. You're putting it too far. Let me tell you something. Idolatry is idolatry. It's based in witchcraft. It's based in soothsaying. It's based in voodoo. And this nation is bound with a spirit of idolatry because it's got millions of people that do not know a true and a living God. And we are supposed to be a nation to take the gospel of Jesus Christ 
Christ. To the world. Y'all want to know what's wrong with the churches? Our nation's full of idolatry. We got a nation full of idolatry. We got millions of immigrants in this country that's brought in false gods, false doctrines, false religions, and it's based in witchcraft, voodoo, soothsaying. It's based in the spirits of false prophets. It's based in all kind of false religion and false doctrine, and it's full of bondage. This is the reason the church today of the true and the living God has no power. The devil's locked them down. And when you start preaching truth to get people to move in the song, yeah, Brother Matter's way out there. Yeah. Way out there, all right. But it's time to walk in the Spirit. It's time to walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. You start walking in the Spirit, you start seeking God, you start seeking to be led by the Spirit, you'll see every trap, every snare. That's right. Every pitfall, right. every force of Satan, and the way he's worked us yes. to keep us bound. True. The biggest thing that's got people's bound, doctrine, yep. theology. Leaders of the church don't want you to understand the power and the authority and dominion that Jesus Christ came to reveal in you. They don't want you to understand it. That's why Paul said we fight spiritual wickedness. Where? High places. There's spiritual wickedness in high places to keep man bound when it comes to serving God. It ain't something just started. It's something that's in Paul's day. Y'all hear me? It was something in Paul's day. He said there's spiritual wickedness in high places. There's rulers of darkness of this world. And then there's principalities and powers. And it's fighting against the very revealing of the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom's here. It ain't, I'm telling you, it ain't coming. It's here. I feel it here. I feel the ministry of the Son of Man ready to step on the scene. Yes. But what the Lord kept telling me, and I'm going to tell y'all, He said, I've got to have vessels. The Lord just spoke. Go back. I think it was the prophecy on the 3rd of December. Right here when the Spirit of the Lord fell on me. No, that was the 22nd. When I come in here, that, that man visited here, and I just come out and spirit the Lord just fell on me, and the Lord began to speak. He said, I can't bring this move forward. He said, without vessels to work through. Yes. So God's telling us again, we're hindering the coming forth of His kingdom. Right. Right. We're hindering the revealing yes, of the Christ because we won't discipline ourselves to walk where He wants us to walk. We're not disciplining ourselves. We've gotten comfortable. We've gotten at ease in Zion. I'm not going to rock up and down on you because you don't pray. I'm going to talk to pray. I don't care if you pray once a day. I don't care if you pray ten times a day. But you're going to have to reach the place that your mind is stayed upon the Lord. Yes. You're going to have to reach the place that the atmosphere that you create around you yes. is godly. Yes. And the things of God are before you. Yes. Only then will God hear you when you pray. 
Only then. Because he told Joshua, he said, man, I'm with you. He said, just like I was with Moses, he said, I'm going to be with you. He said, verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all, to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. How many times have we justified ourselves in our dedications, our relationships with God said, well, I prayed. I studied. Well, Lord, I spent the last three or four hours in the Word and then it's like your flesh is released to do whatever it wants to do. Don't y'all love it when your pastor just preaches straight? All of us have done it. All of us get tired in the body. All of us get tired in the mind. All of us get tired in our spirit. And we just want to kick back and relax. Do whatever flesh wants to do. Ouch. We might have could have done that last year. Can't do it this year. Why? The Lord's requiring more. Because the kingdom is here. It's being revealed. It's being brought forth. For them thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. For have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Man, ain't that a great promise? God said, I'm with you. I don't care where you go, man. I'm with you. God's made us that same promise. He's made us that same promise. But we're going to do. In a matter of speaking what God told Joshua, we're going to get our minds stayed upon the Lord. God's going to become our atmosphere. He's going to become our life. He's going to become what we eat, sleep, and breathe. Y'all hear me? And then when we pray, God's going to hear us. God's going to hear us. You know, everybody talks about great men of God. They talk about great miracles. They'll talk about Elijah shutting up the heavens. They'll talk about Elijah opening the heavens. They'll talk about calling fire down from heaven. They'll talk about Moses parting the Red Sea. But nobody ever talks about Isaiah. What does that do, brother man? He calls the sun to go backward in the sky ten degrees. And he's got it to stop everything in its orbit, in its rotation, and put it in reverse. Nobody talks about that. You think I didn't take a walk with God? You think I did it? It said, I said, went out and cried unto the Lord. Because he's talking to Hezekiah. 
He said, God heard your prayer, man. He's going to raise you up. He's going to add to your life 15 years. There's a child that said that. I'm now holding right there. Said it ain't been no time that you walked in here and told me to set my house in order that I was fixing to die. Come on, hallelujah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Isaiah said before he got to the middle of the king's court, God said, turn around and go back and tell him he's going to live. <laughs> so Isaiah tried, I don't know how far the king's court was. But <laughs> said, before Isaiah got to the middle of it. God said, turn around and go back and tell him. I've heard his prayer. I've seen his tears. I'm going to heal him. I'm going to raise him up. In three days, he's going to my house. And I'm going to wait 15 years. And I said, turn around and walk back in there and say, this guy. Guess what? God's heard your prayer. God's seen your tears. God said, he's going to raise you up. You're going to the house of God in three days. God's going to raise you up. He's going to have 15 years to your life. And, and, and his guy said, no, no hold on, fella. I know you walk with God. Ain't a doubt in my mind. But you just come in here and told me I'm fixing to die. Now you coming in and telling me you're going to live. Now you make up your mind. He said, okay. He said, God will give you a sign. He said, you want the sun to go forward in the sundial of Ahaz 10 degrees or you want it to go backward? Oh, Hezekiah said, uh-uh, buddy. He said, it's a light thing. That's a light thing. For God to send that thing forward, you tell God to back it up 10 degrees. <laughs> See, nobody talks about that. That's right. Nobody hardly ever mentions. Oh, man. The priest put your feet in the water when Joshua told him to. And God parted Jordan. Moses put that red sea, that staff out over that red sea, and God told us a strong east wind to blow all night long. It parted that red sea. God drowned all favor on his army. Fire come down from heaven with Elijah. He was with Daniel in the lion's den, the three Hebrew children in the fire furnace, but nobody ever says anything about Isaiah. That's right. Hallelujah. But he says, Isaiah went and cried unto the Lord. See, Hezekiah said, Hezekiah back that sun up. And the sun died. Ten degrees. I checked it out one time. That's two and a half hours. God had to back it up. That means God had to put your Fitbit in reverse. Two and a half hours. Stop and think what it take to reverse time two and a half hours. Oh man! I think God spoke says anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> there it is. There it is. And God done exactly what He said. He raised him up. He went to the house of God, served God. <coughs> Recommit his life to God in another 15 years. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Then why can't we take over this word? God keeps telling us there's a visitation that's going to go beyond the book of Acts. There's a soul-saving move. I believe God spoke in that prophecy. He said, first I'm going to save them by the dozens, then I'm going to save them by the hundreds, and I'm going to save them by the thousands. 
But because of what God's doing and the difference in what God's doing, God said this move is going to happen slowly. Yes. But exactly what I saw in 95 when the Lord told me. He said, you look out the eastern sky about 3.34 o'clock in the morning, it's dark. You keep watching and it gets light. Then it gets a little lighter. Then it gets a little lighter. Then it gets a little lighter. He said, then next thing you know, he said, you see the sun coming up over the horizon like a big red ball. You look right at it. Have y'all heard me tell this vision before? Yes, yeah. That's the way the Lord explained it to me. He says it's going to start slow. Don't get discouraged. Yes, Lord. I got news for you today. I'm not discouraged. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But what I am is screaming on the inside for this thing to get turned loose because I can tell you, it's killing me. Yes, Lord. It's literally killing me. To feel this power and this authority and this dominion and know that there's a working of the Spirit of God in me. That God told me my words are weighty and powerful. What am I waiting on? The leadership of the Spirit of God. To order my steps, direct my path, and command my words. Because I ain't going to mess this up. I've waited 46 years. And I ain't messing it up so stiff. I done messed up too many times. I ain't messing this up. You're taking my chance on losing out. I ain't messing this up. I got to have this. This is what I was born for. You ever heard anybody sing that song, I was born to serve the Lord? What I was born for. What I was born for. Yes, what the Lord told me in '89. He said, "I predestined and foreordained you yes. to be the Son of God. Yes. I didn't put you on this earth for nothing else." Yes. He said, "This is what I put you in the world for." Yes, Have I done things? The Lord told me. So what these things you done? He said, "It's your decision." He said, "I didn't call you to be a husband. I didn't call you to be a father." He said, "That was your choice." He said, "The only thing I raised you up for, put you on this earth for." was to be a manifested son of God. But see, I still got to discipline myself to that place yes. that God can reveal himself in me like he wants to. Yes. But I got to get that revealing of the son of man before I get that revelation of the son of God. Yes. I got to become as Jesus was. Boy, before I can come as he is. Amen. It's time to let the Lord Teach us. And for us to discipline ourselves. I don't want nobody to raise your hands. But how many of us has ever had the Lord deal with us to go to prayer and we brushed it off? How many of us has ever had God deal with us to stop and read His Word? And we brushed it off. How many of us has ever had God deal with us to do a certain thing? And we brushed it off. Because it wasn't what we wanted to do at that particular time. I'm going to raise both of my hands. I'm guilty. But I don't want to be guilty anymore. That's right. 
I'm hoping I'm maturing enough in the Lord and walking with God enough and getting closer in that relationship with God that I can hear what the Spirit is speaking. And the enemy can't mess me up no more. Yes. I know. Yeah. I found it. Yes. Joshua the 10th chapter. <coughs> 12th verse. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel. Y'all see what it says right there? He said in the sight of Israel. He didn't go hide himself behind the rock and whisper. <coughs> sun stand thou still upon Gibeon and thy moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and haste not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord, what did he do? He fought for Israel. Y'all remember Brother Mark came to the church in Fort Payne? And he was talking about Stephen. And he said, I saw the Lord stand up on the right hand of God. He said he wasn't sitting, he was standing. And he said, God told me, he said, I've stood up to fight for my people. Now about that? He said, in the day the Lord stood and fought for Israel. For the day God's fighting for his people. This time believe God and take him at his word. Yes, Lord. How many prophecies and how many times God speaks to us? When you feel the unction of my spirit, move, act, speak. Very thing I told my son. When that newborn baby was laying in at prenatal ICU or whatever they call it, in NICU. And that's on my knees that morning. And the Lord said, The Spirit of God, don't just act. He said, You got to tell it what to do. <coughs> Spirit of God ain't just going to act and move in your favor. You got to tell it what to do. Yes. And the Lord said, Give me direction. He spoke that into my. Spirit says, command you me the works of my hands. You want to know about things concerning my sons? Concerning things, come ask me. He said, but concerning the works of my hands, command you me. And then the Lord took me to Genesis. Showed me in the beginning. The earth was out formed, void, darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit said... Let there be light. Yes. And when it spoke, God created. He said, give me direction. I called my wife. I said, is Christopher there with you? She said, no. I, I said, fix him to be here. And I said, tell him to call me. When he called me, I said, you have witnessed me in prayer? And I said, when you feel the movement of the Holy Ghost, I said, you tell God whatever that baby needs. You tell him to do it. They were talking about 7, 10, 12 days. That baby being in I see you. 
I said, I'm telling you, son, you listen to what I'm telling you. I said, God spoke to me. So when you feel the unction of the Spirit of God, speak. He said, I'm going to do it. And when he felt that unction, he told God what that baby needed. And that baby went home then. I think he even went home within 24 hours, I believe, 36 hours. Wasn't it right at it? <laughs> yeah. I was here first year Friday and he went home Saturday because he spoke by the Spirit of God. No, we're talking about 10 days, 2 weeks or longer. He had gained so much weight. He had to have this. He had to have that. His color had to clear up. So what happened? He was moved by the unction of the Holy Ghost. Do you realize the privilege that God has placed us in? People think we're crazy. I don't care what people think. I know my God. I know my God. I know my God. Amen. And I know what He's telling us. And I know what He's revealing. This road right here, this dirt road right out here, I saw Jesus walk out in the woods down there. Took a step. He probably grew 10 or 15 feet. Took another step. He grew another 10 or 15 feet. When he got right even on this church right here, he looked like he's 100 foot tall. So what was it? Maturity. Maturity. Full grown. Full authority. Full dominion. Full power. Yes. I don't care how small we are. No yes. What I care is if we hearken to the voice of the Lord. Right. If we do that which is right, in the eyes of the Lord. I've never asked God to believe in me as a man. All I've ever asked you to do is follow this word and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. And that's all I want you to do. Don't worship me. Don't try to make a God out of me. I'm fallible. But this word's infallible. It's infallible. And it will not leave you and it will not forsake you and it will not let you down. But this word and the working of this spirit will go with you even to the ends of the earth. It will go with you. And when you feel the unction of the spirit, Hallelujah. you're going to see. The spirit of the Lord seeks to come on you. That's the sign of this word. It's fixing to come on you. You're going to feel the unction. You're going to speak. And I'm telling you, before the... Mm, it, Oh, I'm talking about just hours. You're going to see the hand of God move in a miraculous way. That's thus saith the Lord. God's going to confirm it to you. You're going to know that this word is right. You're going to know. You're going to know. Because the Spirit of God's going to move on you. You're going to feel that. You're going to speak it. You're going to know it in your heart. And God's going to do it. Confirm it to you. To show you the kingdom of heaven's here. The kingdom of heaven's here. It ain't coming. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. That's the reason I'm so careful what I say. That's the reason I'm so careful what I do. That's the reason I'm so careful. What comes out of this mouth? I'm very careful. Y'all don't know how careful I am. Does my flesh get it? Oh, you better believe my flesh gets upset. But I'm going to tell you, my flesh gets upset more. Because I can't get God's people to go forward like I feel like we ought to. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I feel like people aren't moving like they should. Maybe I'm expecting too much. But I know where God's placed us. And we're privileged. 
We're blessed. Yes, Lord. I think the very end of that prophecy, God said, You're blessed. Yes. You're blessed to be here in these kind of words. You're blessed. You're blessed. Amen. We're blessed. I know one of the prophecies the Lord spoke. He said, I put you in a short season. And he said, it's like the time frame, he said, of my resurrection to my ascension, where I spent that time with my disciples instructing them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He said, I put you in a short space to instruction to lean you forward. How blessed is that? You go back over the notes from last week. And all the prophecies. I've got a comparison of the prophecies, Kathy. I'll give them to you if you're not there. I preached on the comparison of the prophecies last week. There's about eight or nine prophecies that God spoken in this church that there's so many parts of them that agree together. You can't make this stuff up. You can't have the kind of mind that's going to speak something 15 other prophecies have spoken. And God has done it time after time after time after time. The Word has been consistent. It's been consistent. Hallelujah. I may have a copy in the office. The Word's been consistent. And why is God doing it? Let us know he's been speaking the same thing right here in this church. I didn't go back to Fort Payne. I just went by what God spoke from this church on the 15th of September or the 12th of September 2015 and how God's brought us forward two and a half years. I think we were in the church two and a half years Friday. It was the 5th. We've been in this church two and a half years. Say, Brother Matter ain't nothing happened. Oh, there's a lot happened. It's because we ain't big in numbers, homie. There's a lot happening. You don't think there's a lot happening? Go back and listen to the recording of the prophecy. Them two was laughing at me. I walked in the office the other morning. They were listening to the prophecy and started prophesying. You know how my tongues go? They was laughing. I said, I know what y'all laughing about. I know exactly what y'all laughing about. He said, man, we can't believe it, but your tongues have changed. I said, yeah, I've matured a lot. Very much, yeah. Since September of 2015, I've matured a whole lot. <laughs> they said, yeah, but we didn't realize how much. You hear the difference in the tongues. You hear the maturity in them. Now, to what they were. You think my tongues are strange? That's <laughs> just yeah. We didn't think it's possible for you to mature any more than what you already had. Yeah, it's possible. God's bringing us together. Amen. You love the Lord today? You appreciate this word today? Let's bow our heads and let's ask God to put this word in us. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to let this word find good ground. God, you put us here. You placed us here, Lord. God, and I'm doing everything I can to labor in this field where you place me. God, to do what you're ordained, what you're commanded. God, to take care of what you put in my trust. 
God, give us eyes that we need to see and the ears that we need to hear and the heart that we need to understand. And let your name be honored and praised and worshiped and magnified. Let this word find good ground and bring forth fruit unto righteousness. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Appreciate the Lord today. Is He not good to us? Is He not good to us? Sister Kathy, it's good to see you. Appreciate you getting to be with us. We're so sorry for your loss. We have been praying for you. You know, some, some people that I know, and I didn't know this, but there's a man who looks at me as a mentor, and I'm never around him. But his mom passed away about a week and a half ago, and I called him and was talking to him. And he was having a hard time. I said, well, there's, there's nothing like a mama's love. There's just nothing like a mama's love. And I know she was like a mother to you, spiritually. Taught her a lot. So, y'all pray for Sister Kathy. We pray for God to give you peace and walk you through this. Because I don't care when you lose somebody you love, and really when you lose somebody you love, it's been a strength to your spiritual strength. Sometimes it, it'll hit you harder than a natural. But, so, we're glad to have you in the house of the Lord today. I know situation, circumstance been difficult. But I hope this is a turning point for the new year. That God, because God put us in this place. And He put us here to come together and labor together in unity. Amen. So we just going to have to fight it through. We just going to have to fight it through. But God does whatever He's going to do. Hallelujah. And I'm here for the duration, whatever the duration is. So... All hearts and minds clear. You appreciate this word today. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and receive the offering. Please do what's right. The eyes of the Lord. you got tithe for the church. you got an offering to help us. Please honor the Lord. I thank God for what He's doing, the way He's revealing Himself. Hallelujah. If you got any ones for missions, then do that. Because... We do have the one missionary that we're working with in India. That he emails me from time to time. He always says, Dear praying pastor. Because that's what he saw. I didn't mean, when I was over, it was nothing but prayer. So, <coughs> hallelujah. Um, Will you stand in reverence the Lord? Yes. Yes. Let's do what's right. That's all I ever ask people to do. Do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Do what's right. If you do what's right in the eyes of the Lord, God will bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Lord bless you. Everybody, been obedient to the Lord. Let's ask God to bless this. Father, in the name of Jesus, God bless it. Lord, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and direction. Let your name be honored. 
God, give us that mind to discipline ourselves to walk up right before you. God, we've got to learn to do that which is right in your sight. Lord, you told us in Titus, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Let it be so, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to eat back here, so I'm going to go ahead and ask God to bless the food. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this food. Sanctify it. Bless the hands that prepared it and making the provision. And we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, for those of y'all that will... Please pray that God give us some good weather so we can get our travel trailer moved down here behind the church.